Welcome to Nefarious New York. I'm Allison. And I'm Meredith. Barely. Barely. <laughs> and we are recording from our respective homes in New York. Correct. And we are both also in Westchester County, which is the second hardest hit in New York, uh, right behind New York City. A second hit with what? Oh, oh hit with COVID-19, the coronavirus. That's correct. We're probably going a little crazy. Things things are definitely out of the ordinary. I feel like we are in the midst of Armageddon. I really do. Yeah, it's it's pretty scary, but then there are those stupid people who are still getting together, mm-hmm. having people over, and they're yes. not realizing that they could have it, give it to that person who gives it to another person who dies. So just which, yeah, which is kind of the situation that I am in right now. Um, yes, my husband actually has the virus and is in the hospital in the intensive care unit, and I have been quarantined for about what God seems like forever, maybe six days now. Mm-hmm. Um, but extremely scary. Um, so when. So when I brought him to the hospital, they stopped us before we even literally got into the doors. They, you know, made us put masks on and cover up, and they took his temperature right in the lobby, and he had 102. And so they did a very, very quick admitting process, and then they took us to a room in the ER, which was isolated, and we stayed there for a couple of hours, and then once he was fully admitted, I then had to leave. Right. So for you and especially because you guys are together all the time and very close. Yeah. To leave him there probably was almost even worse than the worry. I just feel like for you to leave him there, I you did very well with that. Yeah. And I was surprised. Yeah. I just wanted him to get treated right away and so I had no choice you're so scared to begin with and then to have to not to to not be able to be there with the person that you love is just I just feel like I'm getting kicked in the stomach over and over again this past couple of months so it's just yeah you, you know you become you become numb and I feel like I am completely numb right now Obviously, as you know, I just lost my dad um, a month ago, and um, it's, I don't know, it's just really scary, and my husband wasn't feeling well. I could tell something was wrong because he wasn't getting out of bed. He was, you know, the body aches, and he was coughing, and you just know. I knew something was wrong, and um, I wasn't feeling that well either, Um, but for some odd reason, and I'm not a clinical doctor or a nurse but I feel like the virus seems to be hitting men harder right. than it is hitting women um, they said that I I did not get tested but I basically probably have it um, because I was showing symptoms I haven't and been you able had the to... weird symptoms yeah I'm not able to taste anything or smell anything um, Definitely some GI symptoms, but I was just, I felt 
kind of icky, but you know, we had been home. And so I'm like, you know, where would, where would, where would we get anything? Because we had been home for a couple of days, but obviously it takes the incubation period. It takes about two weeks, I guess, to start showing symptoms. And sure enough, um, my husband probably got it from, from school, from teaching. And um, I had been home. I do work in a hospital, but I hadn't been around any patients. But, you know, who, who knows? It's just so contagious. You know, I, who knows where we got it? But, um, but he definitely got it, um, was in the hospital. They tested him, and he came back positive, which they, they pretty much knew. And he has pneumonia in both lungs. So right. it's really scary. Um, but he has been improving. He has been improving. Um, they said he's like a model patient. It's a, it's crazy how your world changes in, you know, a matter of two weeks. Yep. But the crazy thing is that I have n- I've never felt so loved in my life. Um, it's, it's like unbelievable. Um, the amount of people that are reaching out. And I have people, you know, dropping food at the door and, you know, checking on me all day long. You, it really, really teaches you how important your friends and family are. And I know that sounds cheesy, but I just like, all I feel is love for everybody. And so many people have reached out and... And it's even like people who know, even let's just say me, people who don't really know you... Yeah. Are asking every day how how it's going and how you guys are feeling. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Well, it's weird because you don't you don't worry about yourself anymore. Like you worry about everybody else and you worry right. about and so you kind of put yourself second and everyone keeps saying to me, you know, make sure you're eating, make sure you're drinking and I'm like I don't care about me. I just care about my husband and I care about everybody else and you want to keep everybody else safe but I was talking to a friend of mine and she was saying don't you wish that everybody was like this all the time you know every conversation ends with I love you and you know is there anything we can do and at first you're annoyed because my phone literally would not stop ringing and then you realize how many people really do give a shit and um the outpouring of support and love is like nothing I ever expected. Right. And we're all jumping on your story to give us hope. Every time he's better, I update, you know, the 15 people that want to know in my world that he's doing better. And then they're all relieved and happy. And then, you know, kind of makes this a bit easier Mm -hmm. because all you hear is the, horrible stories of the people in your world that are sick and you not, know, not getting it. better. And it comes on very fast. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's literally like you wake up and it's there. So, you know, it's, it's so important to just stay home. Oh, stay and home. I, don't... I just don't understand why people aren't. I don't know. I don't know. I think that people are 
trying to maintain a sense of normalcy, but in doing that, you know, you're, you're, you're being selfish. So, you know, and especially after losing my father a month ago, the last thing you want is social isolation. But, you know, you want the contact with people, but it's, it's too dangerous. And so you have to just find other things to do and other things to keep yourself occupied. I think I've watched every stand-up comedy um, <laughs> routine <laughs> on Netflix and, yep. you know, just trying to watch anything but the news. So... I mean, you haven't been out, but I have been out and, um, you know, I have to go in and I go to the grocery store. I have my mask, gloves, go to the store. They're only letting a certain amount of people in at a time and you have to Correct. stand and wait yep. and you have everything's taped off. Like you have to be six feet behind the person in front of you. Yeah. And um, I just go there. I keep my head down. I don't talk to anyone. I go now the people, you know, the cashiers, when you go pay are all covered with like these plexiglass walls that they put in. Right. Um, so you can just pass things through like a little hole. You're going to the store and I'm like, everyone's in a mask and it's just. It's, it's surreal. It really is. You know, the one thing I, I do have to say is really to give a, a big shout out to the healthcare workers. They are so selfless and they are busting their asses yeah and thank god that we were at least you know march 7th was the funeral service for my father and you know not even a week later is when the major shutdown started happening so i am thankful i am thankful that we were able to at least give my father the send-off that he deserved because right because now you know my cousin just passed away a couple of days ago and you, you can't do anything that's it right right you right. can't have any service or anything and that's really hard as well i mean my father at least you know because you know my father was the most amazing man on the planet and to it's bad enough to lose people at this time and you don't want them to be forgotten but everything is almost going to the back burner. And that's so hard in itself to not be able to say a proper goodbye to people. Right. And so it's, it's kind of, you know, these things are hitting you. It's like a double whammy, you know. I don't want to over talk it. And, um, but we did have a couple of people reach out because they thought maybe our perspective and our situation would be maybe of, of interest or helpful to other people. So, of course, this is a great time to catch up on your favorite podcast, Nefarious New York, to share it with other people, have them subscribe. Obviously, we are not going to CrimeCon. That has been postponed like much of the world. Um, so it just makes us prepare and get even better for when we can go. All right. So All right. we'll update you if you want to hear it. So yes. send messages on Instagram or whatever, and we'll send yep. you updates if you are so inclined to want to hear them. Yes. 
now we'll start the regular episode. Yes, and I'm not singing this one out, but stay safe, stay okay. home, and um, we will uh, talk to you soon. Nefarious New York.